it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Notice how the media has completely dropped the narrative of the shooting in Boulder. Now you have another shooting in Chicago where officers shot a 13-year-old kid who had a gun. National media wants nothing to do with this story. Not at least on the... There's a difference. I want to explain something. There is a difference between the New York Times or the Washington Post or the Chicago Tribune, CNN, MSNBC, checking a box. In other words, reporting on it. Then whether or not it drives the outrage of the news cycle. There's a difference between simply doing the story, you know, filing it somewhere down the line versus making it top of the fold and driving outrage from the commentary. We don't see that with these stories. But yesterday we introduced you to the concept. And Mike, could you bring the audio back from yesterday of both Bernie Sanders and Cecilia Rouse? I forgot to ask you that as we were going live. We are live, by the way. There's a new concept in Washington, D.C. And that is human infrastructure. Infrastructure is no longer about bridges and roads and ports. There's nothing to do with that anymore. Now infrastructure is whatever the Democrats say it is, and there's more to it. Joe Biden is not a lifelong communist. Joe Biden's not a lifelong anything. Joe Biden is the kind of guy that sought and found a way to sit at the intersection of business and the democratic process, which is why you never hear him criticizing the credit card companies. And we're going to get into this whole thing about Hope Depot or Home Despot, depending on which one you want to go. Delta, the symbol for change, hope and change. Major League Baseball and other businesses now boycotting the state of Georgia, China they have no problem with. Wait till I show you, wait till I tell you the kind of investments Delta and Coca-Cola, Woca-Cola, made in China. You're not going to believe it. All of these major multinational corporations that are all screaming Jim Crow have all gotten in bed with the Communist Party of China to the tune of billions just like GM. But they're all woke now, right? The Home Despot. Hope Depot. What is their ratio, over to under, of products made in China versus products made in the USA? Now, they do have some products made in the USA. I know. um, I bought some there. But the Home Despot is a sieve of Chinese-made goods. They're not going to speak out against China. You know, it would be one thing for them just to be silent across the board. But apparently opening themselves up to utter hypocrisy is kind of like 60 Minutes getting caught editing Ron DeSantis. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. They, 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 They can't stop themselves from doing it. Wintick 695 Patriot 9572874. But infrastructure now has a new meaning, and it has a new purpose. 
And I'm, t- I'm noticing, I'm not criticizing, I'm not bragging, I'm not going to bring on quotes of people who are now waking up to this to say, look at me, I said it before they did. They, it's out there. We should actually change the name of the middle class to the metal class. Because the Democrats look at the middle class as something to meddle with endlessly. Sure, they'll talk a good game popularly about taxing the rich and reigning in the big tech companies. That's not what they're doing. They are just making them allies of the party. Again, Joe Biden has mastered this for the better part of 50 years. Tell people at a rally one thing, tell people in a corporate boardroom something else. Do you really think the Democrats are going after Jack at Twitter? No. Do you really think they're going after Mark Zuckerberg? Hell no. These big tech companies are delivering the message for the left. They are censoring conservatives, promoting progressives, and the Democrats love it. Now, they'll talk a good game about taxing the rich. But all they'll do is give these tech companies massive write-offs so they don't actually pay the taxes that the Democrats promise they'll pay to all the people who think they're going to get something for nothing. But the middle class is the metal class. But you have to understand something, and you have to read your Saul Alinsky to understand elite Democrats despise the middle class, despise them. First of all, when they talk about the so-called middle class as a class needing help, we need the government to help middle class folks send their kids to school, get health insurance, see the doctor. That's what we ought to be doing. The middle class is not the poverty class. It's not the recipient class. The middle class is supposed to be the line where people become independent, not require more dependency. The middle class is where people go when they've achieved a certain level of financial success. They've earned a wage, they've gotten a promotion, they're buying houses, all that sort of thing. The middle class isn't supposed to be something that the federal government tinkers with. But if you notice what the federal government, what Democrat activists and what academics really want is they want to break the seal between the dependent class and the middle class and make it one class. All this infrastructure talk of moving big infrastructure projects into rural areas is not to make life more livable in Idaho or Wyoming or rural Colorado. It is to bring there to here. You cannot bring there to here without here becoming there. They want these massive municipal works projects at the local level in small towns for two reasons. They want to attract people there from the major cities, and then they want to flip those districts to vote for Democrats. See, the further you out, out, out you get, the more conservative you get. I think that's a political, I think that's something Democrats would agree with. The further out you get, you know, people, people are more rough around the edges. When you're kind of on your own, you don't have freshly paved roads every couple of years. You have a septic, not a sewer. 
You know, you have people that have to fend for themselves. They tend to be more conservative in their thinking on issues like gun control and religion and that sort of thing. But what if you bring all the comforts of the city to the rural areas? Well, then living in the city and living in the rural areas is really not a, not a whole lot of change. And if you start moving in all sorts of migrants and newcomers who need education, health care, all sorts of government services, boy, what an attractive thing. Let's say you're just kind of a mediocre bureaucrat in Seattle. Or you're a mediocre public educator in Portland. The opportunity to move to Idaho into an expanding town, you know? They're getting roads, they're getting bridges, they're getting you know, sewer upgrades. There's going to be high-speed uh, broadband. And oh, by the way, the federal government announced they're moving 3,000 migrant families there. Boy, you can go from being a no-name public school teacher to perhaps vice principal overnight. And really, is Idaho going to be that bad if it's got everything, you know, or most of the things, it might, might not be as culturally as cool as Seattle, but certainly there's room for advancement there. This is what the plan is. This has nothing to do with building better roads. This has everything to do with turning the rural areas characteristically into the major metropolitan cities, or at least the suburbs. And even the suburbs have distinguishing qualities from the major metropolitan cities. In the suburbs, most people do not live on top of each other, even, even if they've got a third acre plot. Yes, your neighbors are close, but they're not on top of you, literally. When you look at the kind of housing that has sprung up around Orlando, Charlotte, Nashville, Scottsdale, Arizona. You see a lot of these subdivisions, right? They're not getting two, three-acre plots for the most part. They're getting about a third, quarter or a third-acre plot. So, yeah, you can see your neighbor's house, but they're not on top of you. When we say all other building houses on top of one another, that's, you know, metaphorically speaking. They're not really building them on top of one another. But that's what the Democrats want. They really believe, the academics on the left believe that the American middle class lifestyle is an unsustainable and selfish way to live. Which is why all the rewards belong to the elites. People should get out of their cars and just cram onto government-run transportation. People shouldn't have backyards and front yards with sidewalks to ride bikes. They should go to a government-run park. They shouldn't have school choice. That's, 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 that's too many agendas all at once. Everybody goes to government-run education. The holdout states. Alaska, well, they won't send the migrants to Alaska. Wyoming, Idaho, North Dakota, South Dakota, Oklahoma, Texas. This plan right now is to break the back of what's left of conservative America. There are plenty of people that will move about the country if the Democrats just make it more comfortable. 
Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. The need for this infrastructure is so they can place the migrants strategically. What are the reddest conservative districts? Who do we have to flip? Forget the gerrymandering. We don't need to mess with the Electoral College. If we just flip the right number of congressional districts, we keep the House of Representatives in the Democrats' hands for a generation. Add in H.R. 1, same-day voter, automatic voter registration, vote by mail, no signatures required, immigration status met. And you've got a recipe for one party left-wing pseudo-utopian rule for a rule for a generation you got to see this coming you got to see i see other people are writing about it they're talking about it i'm starting to see it thankfully wine to 695 patriot 9572874 but make no mistake infrastructure is about making comfort to move people about the country. And if you disagree, you're not only a racist, you're a sexist. Play cut five. Republicans in particular have derided us having nothing to do with infrastructure. They've said they they want it all stripped out of the bill. What is the argument for how... For instance, the the money that's proposed to provide care for the elderly and disabled that's in this bill. Um, How does that lead to jobs? How is that part of infrastructure as it's conceived for this bill? Well, look, I I like to think of care as uh, when when for for what for centuries when women were providing most of the care in the home and the man. This is just traditional, stereotypical was working outside of the home. Uh, there was kind of shadow infrastructure being provided by that woman. She was taking care of the children. She was taking care of their elders. Um, now, women would, many women would like to work outside of the home, but somebody still needs to take care of the children, needs to take care of the elders. Okay, so it's woke now. Infrastructure is about women. It's about families. It's about care. It has nothing to do with roads and bridges anymore. None of this stuff is going to go into... Um, is going to go into uh, the omnibus spending bill, just like the COVID relief package. It's going to go into an infrastructure bill, and it's to support women and families. And if you don't like women and families, uh, you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're a sexist, you don't appreciate the contributions of women. Who cares if what we know to be true is that infrastructure is supposed to be roads and bridges? Headline. This is not a joke. Washington Post. The GOP claimed that only 5 to 7% of Biden's plan for real infrastructure. And I quote, granted, the Biden plan includes large expenses such as $400 billion to expand home care services and more than $100 billion in electric vehicle incentives and purchases, among many other items that do not fit the traditional definition of public infrastructure as concrete and steel structures for transportation, wires, and pipes for utilities. The single biggest category is a $400 billion expansion of long-term home community-based care services under Medicaid, which is a social benefit and not a tangible structure for the public's common use. So now we've broken the seal. Infrastructure no longer means public common use. It means targeted spending to constituents. Wine six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. So even though their plan is what I outlined, if you reject it, it's because you don't care about old people and women. Serious XM Patriot. 
You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125.